Thunder Moneyball! Finally, the boys are back. It's been a while, hasn't it, guys? It's been a minute. Yeah, LeBron James has been playing basketball for 20 years, guys. <laughs> will he beat Father Time? Only Father Time will tell. <laughs> so if he's telling, <laughs> that means the answer is no. <laughs> Have you seen those commercials? <laughs> They're yes. mildly entertaining. They're, yeah, they're okay, my, my new guess. favorite of all of them is the Chris Paul speed walking commercial though. Oh yeah. I saw that after you said it was quality. So I watched it for the first time with that. <laughs> I my haven't head seen it. I, I was like, Oh yeah. It. I just, yeah. I really enjoy seeing Chris Paul move his hips like that. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's very, very funny. <laughs> I will. Good. I said it before and I will say it again. I think Chris Paul actually has some pretty good actor acumen. I, I think that he has some comedic timing that other athletes don't have. You know what I mean? <laughs> Better or worse than Blake Griffin. First, before you answer that, think about how much more Blake Griffin needs this than Chris Paul. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Chris Paul is one of the best in the entire league, to be honest with you. All right. You hear that, Blake? It's all those Not years of flopping, anything. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and got him. That could be. Yeah. He practices in his bedroom at night by himself, you know, so. That's how Eddie, you got to queue up the cha-ching whenever you say that. We got to make that a part of this pod now. We got more sound effects coming this time around. Season two. Uh, season one was 100 episodes long. <laughs> Each show will be 100 episodes. Oh, oh my goodness. That would be a difficult show to watch. <laughs> That's what it was like in the 90s. That's what Avatar is like. I'm like, really? This is the same season? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Who reads books? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so for our listeners to know, the NBA season has started, but it is still very young. The most games any team has played is two. Uh, season started on Tuesday of this week, and it is now a Friday afternoon. So... I thought we'd start with, or actually Eddie thought we would start with since he made the notes. Eddie thought we would start with like an off-season recap. Um, it's been a while since we really chatted about things. I'm sure there's some trades and um, some signings that right. we forgot about that are now coming to fruition in front of our eyes now that the season has, start, has started. And of course, you know, injuries and things like that affecting different teams. But what, what sort of moves and what sort of... Um, things happened in the off season that make you feel pretty good about a team starting the season? Well, I was going to say I was, I didn't feel so good about Utah uh, after they decided, decided to blow it up, but then they went out and beat uh, Denver, Denver yeah. in their first game. It's so true. I, I don't really know what to think about that. I think it's here's prob- what I'll probably say just about momentum, that, you know? Yeah, that's momentum. And then I, I will also say, uh, I think that what I'm the most excited about is this Denver team because everyone's back. And I think that that is the issue is that everyone is back Well, y- <laughs> and they Jokic, have to get used to that again. Jokic came out straight up and said that he's, he's excited. Jamal is back, but he knows he's going to suck for about 20 games. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. I, I just appreciate the honesty. Like he knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's on a minutes restriction too, isn't he? Jamal Murray. Yes. I feel like yeah. everyone's I think it's like 20 minutes a game or something. So it'll take a while for them to find their groove. But man, I hope that Jamal Murray stays healthy throughout most of the season and can play in the playoffs because the Nuggets are a really fun team without well, him, yeah. but especially with him, you know? 
Because, I mean, the lineup I'm just a fan of in general, I think that they are a weird, not deep, but kind of deep. Like, their starting lineup is fine and pretty good. Um, but then off their bench, you still have veteran Jeff Green and KCP and Ish Smith. Like, just guys that, like, I like. Um, yeah. I don't know that that's a good team. I think I just like the team, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look at what they've done the past few seasons – without Murray, essentially. And then you remember what Murray did in the bubble when that yeah. happened. I mean, I it. it's pretty exciting to think about, I think. You know what I mean? The whole thing coming together. Um, I think that there's probably a fair amount of pressure on the team that maybe they haven't had over the past couple seasons with pretty much everyone of importance being healthy. So if it stays that way, I think they'll have really high expectations going into the playoffs. And I mean, obviously they'll be there if, uh, if the team stays intact as they are. Bill, right. Bill Simmons, uh, predicted them in the finals this year against, uh, I think it was Philly, but that's not looking so great. Uh, starting the season <laughs> off either. Yeah. I, you know, it's, they, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll check out. There's absolutely games, nothing to, to like take, uh, without an entire bag of salt so far that's <laughs> happened this season. There, right. You can't learn anything from the one game that everyone's played except for Philly and L.A. that have both played two. They've lost yeah. both of them, but I will say Philly has put up at least a somewhat better of a fight. It's okay either being first or ninth in your conference right now. <laughs> um I uh back to what you were saying about Utah. The flip side of that is I think this Cleveland team is very interesting. Um, oh yeah, I, I'm all in on Cleveland. I mean, that is a sexy starting lineup. I mean, that's a super, super fun team to put out there to start each game. Then you got veteran Kevin Love coming off the bench with some other guys. I, I think Cleveland could really make some noise in the East this year. I think it was the wrong use of that term uh, without Colin Sexton on the team. A little rude too, Jeremy. <laughs> no, I said coming off the bench, like the starting lineup, and then and then coming. You no, know, you the said bench. the lineup. You said the lineup was sexy, and he's not even there. Mm. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yes, it's less sexton, but it is sexy. I will say that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I mean, I should know wordplay a little bit better than that you know being an impro <laughs> improviser and everything <laughs> i heard that in conan o'brien's voice so that made me laugh <laughs> i should know wordplay <laughs> i don't know why that happened okay um but yeah no seriously donovan mitchell evan mobley jared allen and also karis lavert is back like that is oh uh, yeah besides darius garland being awesome and isaac okoro definitely going to be like someone that gets paid a lot of money to play basketball. Like it's, it's going to go well for them. I think that, I don't know how you guys feel. I kind of think the East is pretty heavily stacked. They're going to have lower records because the teams are better. Um, because Maybe. I think they're going to beat up. I think they're going to beat up on each other. I really think that they're pretty balanced. And I mean, except for like clearly Orlando and Indiana <laughs> and like, maybe detroit like I other teams yeah i don't feel games. real good about the knicks either which is not unlike any other season um yeah like two, I, two I, years I, ago they made the playoffs last year and yeah i, I don't know I, I just don't know about them yet here's the problem i consider myself someone who really cares about the nba and likes a whole lot of the history i because of my time of being alive have not ever recognized the New York Knicks as a team and never think about them. You said that, and I was like, oh, right. 
the, the, the only Knicks. reason there's any <laughs> prestige around the Knicks is because they're in New York. Like they yeah. are as garbage of a franchise as any other garbage franchise, but they just happen to play their games in Madison Square Garden. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I, I'm right there with you on that exact sentiment. <laughs> like, why do people think of the Knicks when they think of basketball? And it's it's like they won a championship in the '70s and they had some very mild, moderate success in the nineties. They've been to two finals, I think right. ever. And they've been in the playoffs like twice in the last 20 years. So I don't, how, how many dudes that played for the Knicks, like historically that you would associate with the Knicks that you think are hall of fame players. I can only think of two. You Are they Patrick Ewing and uh, I'd go Bernard King, Bernard King yeah, and, and yeah. Walt Frazier. Uh, yeah, or uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Clyde, Walt, Clyde Frazier, isn't it, or Clyde Walt, yeah, whatever, yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. Sure. They called him Clyde, yeah, Clyde the, the, he, he just uh, the Clyde. Clyde. I see, I don't even associate Clyde him Drexler. with the Knicks. No, that you're Not right, Clyde you're Drexler. right. Either way, see, I don't even, um, it doesn't even, I don't know. I just know he dresses strange. <laughs> and uh, uh, for my their, for their my TV personal TV Hall of Terry. Fame, it's Latrell Sprewell, just because who else gets to choke their coach? Um, <laughs> I mean, if I had to pick for my Mount Rushmore Knicks players, it'd be Jeremy Lin. Just because uh, <laughs> exactly. he's got it's a documentary uh, about him. That's so. true. Yeah. <laughs> that all being said, Julius Randle wants people to care about him again this season, clearly. Like, he, he played well. Um, they play one game or two games. I saw one game. They only played I, one. It was one game. It was, I think they, I they, they ended up getting close. They, they was, we went to yeah. overtime against Memphis. So I, you can't yeah. really hold it against them that they lost to Memphis. We know what Memphis is. Exactly, um, and they were in. So they were I, in Memphis, so they haven't yet played a home game. I think that on paper they look deeper than they actually are, because I just think that some of these bench people are a little bit overrated, and then there are other people like Jalen Brunson is Jalen Brunson. I think he's going to do well for them, but how does that work with Evan Fournier? And how does that work with Derrick Rose? And how does that work with quickly? And how does that like they've got a lot of point guards? I'm just glad Derrick Rose think, is still in the league. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird out. team. Are they going to sign Sfi? I don't know. I think they did. Didn't they? He's listed on their okay. on the basketball reference page, but I'm not sure if he's actually. Let me see. Did he play okay. in that game? He didn't play in the first game. Obi well, Toppin's all right too. Like uh, he's, he's doing I like some stuff. He reminds me of. Uh, why can't I think of him? He reminds me of like a J.R. Smith that can't shoot. <laughs> or like, oh, John Collins. He can shoot about as well as John Collins, and he's bigger. Where it's like, in a fast break, what a valuable person to have. And then because of what they can do on a fast break, you really expect them to like do more in the post. And then they don't do anything in the post. <laughs> and you're like, what? what are you doing? You have size <laughs> and athleticism. So you, I mean, it's either the coach's fault or the player can't do it. And that's why the coach is not doing it. But I like, they're a frustrating player for me where I feel like they, there's more that could be done. I see potential, but that's the educator in me. <laughs> <laughs> You're too generous. Yeah. Let's go to the West. That's, that's what I mean by over, overrated, like on paper. And when you see them, you see the highlights of these people and you're like, yeah, this team should be pretty good. And then you understand that they're not, but yes, the West what teams have 
a new look compared to last season that you have high <laughs> hopes for, and maybe what oh, teams dang. have a new look that you do not have high hopes for? I was Let's like, go both San sides Antonio of the coin. Spurs. The Spurs have a new look. <laughs> they do have and a it's new the look. lottery. Their look is uh, <laughs> Wemby. That's their look. Is Popovich exactly. going to go to the games? <laughs> <laughs> I really we just, say all I this, and it's see, the Spurs. They'll probably I, beat some teams. I we just want to see I'm him sure. prop up an iPad on the bench and just see Pop's <laughs> face just sitting there. But he's like not even looking or watching the game. He just is like in the frame. That's what I want. You guys see. ready for my hot take? <laughs> oh yeah, let's hear it. Eighteen minutes a game for Isaiah Roby on the San Antonio Spurs. All right, I'm making a note now. Mm, interesting. Did he play in their game? Probably not. Uh, he did play. He played nine minutes. Had five points. All right. Five points. There we go. Two That's board, efficient two to me. Two boards and a steal and a block. Okay. You know, I was watching uh, the our game against uh, Minnesota, and I was missing him because, it, well, JRE, JRE got in crazy foul trouble. I mean, he had four fouls in the first half. Uh, all all yeah. on Rudy Gobert, and I was like, "This is this is the exact spot that we would put Roby back out there, because Roby yeah, is just true. like a slightly less promising JRE, and he he could have you know done something against him instead of allowing him to just destroy <laughs> us." I the reason that I like the Spurs is they have the most niche people as their veterans, Dougie the, McBuckets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got eight years at a Creighton. Um, and Georgie Dang, uh, one more year in the league. Um, and then Jakob Yeah, That's it. That's the experience that's on that team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Zach Collins. He, I forgot he was there. <laughs> yep. You know, I joked about Popovich, like not even going to the games, but maybe it's these seasons that he really enjoys, you know? Right. The seasons where there's no expectations and he's got a lot of young talent that he can kind of mess around with, you know, like different lineups and try different things. I bet he feels like my dad when I was born because my brother's 10 years older than me to be like, oh, man, this part again. (laughs) I'm not younger. I'm just older now having to deal with all of this (laughs) stuff again. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's going to do whenever they do draft Wemby. He's going to be in a tough position because he's going to be like, do I really want to stick around and win four more championships? (laughs) or do I just quit now and let them figure it out on their own? He should go out on the next one. Whenever the next championship for Pop is, just go out after for him to do that. Yeah, I think. Okay. I feel like you've challenged me pretty well, Jeremy, because now I'm thinking San Antonio is the only team that I know will be definitely bad and will lose games besides like Sacramento, who's a garbage franchise that should not exist. Sacramento Um, actually has, uh, (laughs) They actually have talent, though. Like they, oh yes, that's the part. They may not be able to use it, but they have talent. Like what's his name, Keegan Murray? Yeah, he he was like the best player in the summer league, which I know we've discussed at length. Doesn't really matter, but um, Mm -hmm. did they win their? I mean, obviously, Domas. We all believe in Domas. Uh, We all liked Aaron Fox. He's making the most money on that team, which is interesting. Having an issue picturing Kevin Herter in a purple jersey. (laughs) <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that he wasn't still in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it's, match his hair anymore. It's, it's going to be a like clash. It's really upsetting. He's like too pale and redheaded to be wearing purple. 
I feel like Harrison <laughs> Barnes has been in Sacramento longer than he's been anywhere else now. Right? Didn't that suck? Did he get that first championship at Golden State before they moved him? No. Yeah, he had one. But, I think, no, you're right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very first one. Yeah. 2015. Thank goodness. Because, I think man, he was in Dallas, too, for a couple of years. I talk that. about true. just being jaded. What if he had never gotten one with them? Yeah, I mean, just give <laughs> to Mont- be a part Mont- of that Monte build. a phone call and see how he feels. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, perhaps we we talked about the Nuggets, of course, but perhaps the team that I'm most interested in seeing how successful they are is Minnesota, which was the Thunder's first opponent this mm-hmm. year. I mean, you've got the huge lineup of Cat and Gobert. Anthony Edwards coming up. There's a lot of pretty quality role players around them too. Some of which got some time in the first round of the playoffs last year, got that team, some experience, you know, they're kind of hitting this season with kind of a, a lot of momentum, I think with some roster changes, maybe the best defensive center to ever play in the league. Um, what do you think about Minnesota? Cause it's kind of weird on paper, but then again, it's like, okay, well they could win some games for sure. No, they'll be good. They're definitely going to win some stuff. I don't think that the the role players that are this exciting are going to be good enough role players in the playoffs for them to do anything. Except for Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson could do whatever he wants. But yeah. I forgot about I D'Angelo Russell, too. It's been a while since he's had he, kind of a... He was killing us in that game. Yeah. Every, every freaking I think that their star power may be enough. I don't... I, Jalen Noel Jayden is going to be on my awesome list. Also against us, yeah, he's like on my Bradley Beal list, where I think he's only going to play well against us. Uh, yeah, they're they're. And then, well, we know Andrew, or he's not on this team anymore, but Andrew Williams is always the leader of that team in my mind. Although now, yeah. now he's legit. He, We're all he he's over, welcome. He overcame for all the years his, uh, that we gave him. <laughs> yeah, he overcame his Oklahoma City disease. Uh, I, I'll put it to you this way. I was watching this game with the Minnesota stream, not the, th- the OKC stream and the Minnesota commentators flat out said that this is the best Timberwolves team that's ever been, which okay. they even, they even went on to say like, yes, this includes the 2004 Western conference finals team that had Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is the most yes. talented and balanced team that they've ever had, which on paper. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, KG is obviously, uh, an all time great, but yeah, who else was on that team? You know, he had to do everything and that's why he ended up leaving. I can't name one person. I on literally that team. can't, I right can't think of anyone else on from that team. Oh, you guys are looking it up. I'm going to think I'm not going to look it up, but I I think I might be able to think of maybe two people. So I'm thinking maybe Wally Serbiak. Hold on real quick. Pulling it up. Let's see here. Okay. Who did you say? Wally Serbiak. Yep. He was on the team. And then maybe the end of Sam Cassell's career. I don't know. You know, they. I think they did mention that in the broadcast. I don't see him on the roster on basketball reference. He may have been do, maybe oh, wait, like wait, a year uh, before. Trenton Cassell? Is that who no, it was? No, Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell. Oh, that's Trenton Hassell. Interesting. Huh. <laughs> he that was right uh, around the I mean the very, very end of his career. So he he may have been involved yeah. in one of those earlier years. I mean they were competitive oh, never mind. for a few I, years. I found him. Sam Cassell, yes, he was on the roster. But yeah, hey. I mean I, I the only uh, go ahead, Eddie. Well, I was just going to say I I kind of agree with them. I don't I don't know really a lot of the history of the Timberwolves um, because it's not really been notable. Uh, right. 
But on paper and frankly, from I know it's a very small sample size, but that one game against us showed me that they like they're going to be trouble for a lot of people. It's it's, Absolutely. it's a they're very gonna, very difficult matchup for anyone in the league to go up against. I mean, the fact that Carl Anthony Towns is essentially going to run pick and roll with Rudy Gobert, like what in the world do you even do with that? Right there, there's no way that that you can you can fight that uh, in the league I, right now. You, uh, it depends on Rudy Gobert's touch around the rim, which is if that, questionable at best. Yeah. Because I think you go ahead and take that sometimes and go, all right, Rudy, do whatever you're like, you know, he can put up 16 shots and make like six and you're like, okay, that's fine. I mean, but it, he gets the free throw line a lot. He had a couple of post-ups against JRE and I think even one against Poku that were just flat out bad. Like he just did not have a touch yeah. around the rim. But if you, if you get him uh, running to the rim or in an oop situation, it's game over. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we, we we certainly didn't have the size to stop him, um, right? And he obviously affected us on defense, uh, which of is course. he's he's, he's uh, always going to do. But yeah, yeah, I, I mean, uh, they're they're going to okay. be good. I think. I mean, I, I'll, I'll call it now. And I know last year it was a hot take. This year it's not a hot take. But they're going to be in the playoffs. Okay. Oh yeah, perfectly fine. Yeah. What's the over under? I'm ready. I'm going to say a number. Forty nine over under. Over. I think they'll win fifty games. Okay. I don't know exactly how many more. I think that I'll take the over as well, but not that far over. I, I think I think they'll <laughs> win right around fifty. Honestly, I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking about the other teams in the league. Right. Honestly, I That's, mean, there's yeah some very quality opponents. You know, someone saw I, I saw someone predict that the league is going to have a seventy win team this year, which to me com- it, it completely contrary to what like the facts are about the league. Like this is probably going to be the most competitive season we've ever seen. Like in, in the modern generation, at least that there, there's excellent. no clear cut favorite for basically anything. Like it is completely up in the air. Even the, even the defending champs, like with all of the, the turmoil they went through in the, in, in the off season and the fact that they're just getting older, like right. they, they're probably the yeah. most like clear cut choice, but, even then you don't really know, you know, given health history, they're not going to win 70. I mean, there's no, they're playing the long game. I mean, they're, they're yeah, playing no, they're for the playoffs the entire season. You know, they're not going to win 70 games. No, they don't. And that's the other thing is that the teams, some, a lot of the teams that might be capable of winning 70 are not going to be trying to win 70. A team that's going to win right. 70 would be like maybe the Nuggets Minnesota. or Minnesota <laughs> or yeah. like even Memphis, you know, like the young yeah. upcoming teams that have like a chip on their shoulders still. Yeah. Maybe even the Clippers, but they're not gonna because they're not gonna be good enough because of the Clippers. Um, the fact that that game think- was actually remotely close <laughs> against the Lakers <laughs> shows it shows. Man. So, do we think that Portland is good or that Sacramento is bad or they're both bad and Portland was less bad? I was. I was just gonna shift the topic conversation to Portland. Um, I mean, obviously they got our beloved Jeremy Grant. We all love Jeremy right. Grant. And besides that, I mean, basically they got the same, the same kind of nucleus uh, minus CJ uh, McCollum, of course. Uh, I'd say if, if Nurkic and Lillard stay healthy for the majority of the season, I, I think that they could sniff the playoffs. I, th- I think that they could be there. 
Um, but I don't know, you know, like Damian Lillard to me, maybe I'm, you know, a prisoner of the moment because last season he was injured a lot. And I feel like when he underperforms, he really, really underperforms. So you mean like one of eight from three, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I don't know. And of course they're, they're kind of operating under a new system too, with a new coach and everything. So they're an interesting team for sure, but I do like pure talent level. I think that, uh, I think that they could make some noise. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're going to try to stay under the radar. Honestly. I mean, things got pretty heated for them when like the, in the bubble, obviously when Lillard really went off and people thought that that was going to be like, like they were entering their window and then it just has not panned out and they've made some changes now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I, I I don't really have strong feelings one way or the other about them. Honestly, I think they they very they could be in the playoffs. I don't imagine that they're going to end up being a high seed, but I could also see them in the play in. Um, unless uh, there's some major injuries, I fi- I it seems like they're it would be hard for them to miss the play in, even. So I think they're going to have at least a chance. Um. Yeah, just because I don't think the West is as strong as it has been historically this year. I would have to agree. I agree with that. By the way, what Olivier Saar signed with the Portland Trailblazers. If you remember him for the Thunder last year, yeah, right. yeah. Well, they've also got Gary Payton uh, the second, who is oh, he's, right. he's hurt That's right true. now. He's out due to core, which is an interesting uh, thing to see on their injury report. His like core his abdomen is I guess. ripped out. He has <laughs> diarrhea and will be reevaluated in two weeks. I don't know. Maybe he joined the Marine Corps. <laughs> ah, no, he's just finished his drum corps. He just that's, drum that's corps. right. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Yeah, he played trumpet for the Blue Devils. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, God, man. come on. Duh. Okay, what do we do with the most frustrating team in the West, which is the Phoenix Suns? <laughs> Well, they won that game, and I was almost certain that they weren't going to win it, seeing as Dallas was up by like 15 with seven minutes left. Yeah. Um, Chris Paul did not play in the entire time that I was watching that the last fourth quarter. They didn't bring him back in the game, and they won. Um, I don't know, man. I, 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 I think they're probably going to win a lot of games. They're probably going to make the playoffs, but... I think that's where it's really going to have to be proven. It's like, are, are they are they actually like a real life contender, or was that one final strip a fluke? I mean, it's just they have a lot to overcome after the way that they ended their season last year. That was yeah. I will. I do want to give a shout out to Bismack Biombo for making it in this league for eleven years. Yeah, he's yeah. been he's been I hanging like in there for a long time. He can rebound. Yeah. That's like crazy to me. I can't believe it's been that long. I kind of feel like with the Suns that if they're going to be successful in the postseason, there needs to be some kind of movement before the trade deadline. And I don't even know what that is, but it feels like there needs to be a mix up a little bit. I I don't know what what Aiton has been saying. Like I know that he was not expressing extreme gratitude for still being a member of the Phoenix Suns. I don't know where that's at now, but I, I don't it that team has that feel to me. They they need a mix up, you know, to to really push themselves they, over the hump. 
Aren't they also like not playing Jay Crowder? There's something weird with Jay Crowder going on. Yeah, though no, they're he asked for a trade and they're not playing him. He hasn't even been with the team Goodness since. Gracious. since so the, they need to replace him and they need a better backup than Bismack Biombo for uh DeAndre Ayton. You know, there's um what's his name? The Australian guy that uh had that major accident, Aaron Baines. He's been right. out and I, I haven't heard anything about him since I mean that that accident like real like he had to relearn how to walk basically but the last that i heard was that he was like getting back into nba training um but i haven't heard anything about that since but he used to play in phoenix and he could be a benefit to them if if he still you know is any semblance of what he used to be um right i obviously don't know much more than that but that would be a good idea i mean there's obviously dwight howard still hasn't been signed um I don't think that they're going to get out of Aiden. I think that they're stuck with him. I think that when they when they signed his offer sheet, uh, you can't they can't trade him for a year. So he they're stuck with him for this whole season. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I looked it up. Aaron Baines did retire. Oh, he did retire. Well, uh, okay, gotcha. That's a shame. Well, well, that's all right. Anyway, I uh, I, I think that the the Suns are in a very uh, precarious transition here. And it, it will, it remains to be seen if it will work, but I think clearly Chris Paul is not getting any younger. Um, Obviously a one bad game doesn't show like that's not a trend, but he had a pretty bad game in that first game. Um, But one thing that I saw was that Devin Booker is like way more involved in almost every aspect of of their team. Uh, he had nine assists in that game, game one. So maybe this is the season that Devin Booker finally just like completely takes over and becomes like a the bona fide number one guy and, you know, even even the, in like a high-level MVP conversation, which... I feel like I've been saying that about him for a long time. I know, I know, I know. We, we've been expecting it for a long time. He's He's been the the quote unquote underdog with the chip on his shoulder for years. And yeah. maybe now it's the time. I don't know. I guess we'll see. They certainly have the talent to do something. I'm not sure if they have the talent to beat, uh, you know, every team in the league in a seven game series, but you know, it could happen. It I didn't happen. think Dallas had the talent to beat them. So, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Christian Wood played well. So yeah. talk about their big offseason pickup. He played well in that it's first game. Dallas. What um, else did they do? What else did Dallas do? Anything else? I think they got some guys coming back from some injuries as well, which will kind of help. I actually feel I'm going to pull up their roster so I can reference they, specific players. They have but I feel no good about Dallas. Year, they did not have JaVale. JaVale is new. So JaVale is their, I guess, backup, backup center. Uh, uh, no, they had said that they were going to start him. Well, he only played 14 minutes. I don't know if he, it, this doesn't show if he started or not. Right. Um, oh no, he did start. Yeah, he did start and he played 14 minutes. Yep. Looking at their roster. I just feel like every single guy on their roster can contribute and has contributed in the past, whether on the Mavs or on another team. And I've been saying it for a while. I, I feel very good about Luca being like a perennial MVP type 
candidate player. He just needs the right pieces around him, you know, for the team to be really good. But because he, he is enough, I think, for to make a team like extremely quality. He's that good. But if yeah. the guys around him produce like they have in the past, I, I think that I'll go ahead and say it, I think that like Dallas could eventually be a dynasty. Honestly, if they build around Luca in the right way, and I mean he's got to stay healthy too. I feel like he he hasn't had a whole season where he's been healthy most of the time. You know, um, I feel good about Dallas and I might pick Dallas to, uh, make the finals for the West, to be honest with you. I like it. Looking at the roster right now, I am honestly a little less convinced than I was before I looked at it. What do they need? Well, it just feels like maybe, I don't know. They, they have, I'm not, I, I guess it comes down to, do I trust either or or the combination of Christian Wood and Spencer Dinwiddie to really be like uh like a killer when necessary otherwise this is just going to end up being like any other uh you know one trick pony that we've seen in the league historically i mean you, you know speaking of that Kevin Garnett's Wolves team or the AI uh Sixers teams or you know, right. any other number of teams where you've had, you got a guy that is like borderline best player in the league, but do they have someone else that can pick up the slack, you know, for three minutes when necessary? And I, you know, Christian Wood played well. Spencer Dinwiddie certainly has historically played well. I just don't, I don't know. I, I it remains to be seen for me. Um, well, that, I was going to ask you guys. I was like, I know that Spencer Dinwiddie is like, quote unquote, good, but I couldn't tell you what he's good at. Like, what is <laughs> what? He's a good shooter. I'll look up his numbers okay. real quick. Tim Hardaway Jr. has I, also made a lot of headway. I mean, he he's right. he's a killer jump sh- jump shooter now. Maxi Kleber is a solid role player, like just effective and efficient minutes when he's. Yeah, playing. I mean they they. I'd definitely say that about ha- Dwight Powell too. They do have a lot of talent. I I won't deny that, but. I guess now because I've been looking at all these rosters as we've been going through, like, do they have more talent? Uh, and I mean this in aggregate than like the Wolves. I mean, obviously, I think Luca is better than anyone on the Wolves, but across the board, do they have more talent than the team like the Wolves or even the Nuggets? I'm not sure. It's 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 head and shoulders above if they do. Um, I think it'll be a dogfight to the end, but I would not be shocked if they came out of the West. I mean, they got to the Western Conference finals last year. And really, I think the only thing that'll stop them is, is uh, the Warriors again. I think everyone has to go through the Warriors at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to be there. I, I don't see any reason why they won't be there outside of a Steph Curry injury. Honestly, I, I don't think Dallas is going to win 70 games, but I do think if if I had to pick right now, I think Luca is probably my MVP pick this season. I just it feels like it feels like it's time. I think people yeah. are people are tired of Jokic. Maybe not going to want to go back to Giannis. I mean, unless who was the last guard to win it? Harden. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a few years. I'm actually going to pick a guard as well for my MVP pick. I'll reveal it later when we talk about that. 
Joel Embiid has been fighting for it for a couple years, but unless they can figure something out in Philadelphia, I mean, he's been he's been not good in the first two games of the season. Obviously, it's only two games, but mm-hmm. I don't like watching him play. I I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, he's very skilled. I I just I, I don't know. It's just he's it's maybe his face. To be honest with you, like, I don't know. I just don't like watching him play basketball. You know, whenever they uh, like back in the day when they would do like a movie or like a like a miniseries TV show that they weren't sure people would like, and they would like tell you the quotes of people that have seen it, the critics. <laughs> I like the idea of like doing the candidates for MVP, and it says, "I don't like watching him play." <laughs> Jimmy Parr. <Parker. laughs> <laughs> he flops a lot. Quote Eddie Streck. I dig it. Well, uh, we've kind of been talking about it a little bit, but we're kind of in the season expectations predictions area here. So uh, what sort of things do we want to predict going into the season? Uh, We can do MVP since we've already kind of started that a little bit. We could do defensive player of the year, but honestly, I, I would have no idea who to pick. I mean, it would just be a complete guess because I think more has to unfold for you to have any kind of idea. Yeah, there's fans want an intensive three-hour pod about which teams will make the playoffs and which will not. I can pick who makes the playoffs. I've done a little research on that. I don't think I could do that in a short amount of time. (laughs) We could do MVP. We could, I mean, we could wait until later where we have like 10, 15 games under our belts, and then we could do our predictions for playoff teams. Because even then, we won't know everything. You know what I mean? I mean, there's still many, many question marks. And then we could do Rookie of the Year that same pod. Yeah, that'd be good, too. Yeah. But Paolo look good, is all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's pretty much his to lose, I think, since he lost his primary competition. (laughs) Yeah. I do. uh, You you mentioned the last time we talked, Jeremy, that you think – you think Chet will win Rookie of the Year in his uh, second season as a redshirt freshman? I do. I think he'll do uh, a Blake Griffin. I really do. It I think be that very he will. I hope not. Going up against Let's not call it Manana, that. But, uh, <laughs> well, Blake Griffin won Rookie of the Year after he I know, was I in know, the league for but a then year. Blake, but then his career was his career, so I, I kind of don't want to do too many comparisons. I was going to say, <laughs> the, the, the only other option is Ben Simmons, and I don't want to stretch, stretch into that territory either, so. So I don't think we should talk about it at all. Maybe that's not a <laughs> blessing to win that rookie of the year, year year. Uh, speaking of Ben Simmons, he was awful, but <laughs> the Pelicans are not awful. They, they're a nice team. They're really they good. They blew Brooklyn. them out. They yeah. blew. And their big three all had 20 points, which is extremely uh, impressive. Yeah. Zion Williamson's first game back, I, I looked at his shot chart. He didn't take a single shot outside of three feet, which is exactly what you want from Zion. Yeah. Yep. That's he's, actually he's very, lost very nice. Brandon Ingram looks homeless, but I think that makes him a better basketball player. No, so. no, no. He is the second coming. <laughs> he is He is the Messiah. I'm going to call him the Messiah. He does. He, he does. Uh, there is reminiscent of the aesthetic of uh, a certain era of Donald Glover. So I, I will give yeah, him that. It's true. Um, CJ McCollum played well. I mean, that team. Yeah, I mean, there's just so there's so much there's so much balance on some of these teams that it, like without the the clear you know clear cut star power that 
frankly, is kind of refreshing, you know, like the, the basically the anti Lakers, which right. is, is good to see because the Lakers are just the most unfun basketball team I've ever watched. <laughs> I, I, I like kind of don't want to talk about them at all. I, I did. I wanted to point out. I've watched both their games. I, I realize I need, I need to vent a little bit about it. Yeah, but it's fair. It's it's. I'm, um, I, I'm excited to see this Pelicans team I, because I, I didn't get right. to watch their game. I want to see them. I don't know how many national TV games they're playing, but I hope. Who do you want to be the guy, though? I want it to be B.I. I really do. Yeah, well, I think he is their quote-unquote best player uh, in terms of, like, most reliable, can get a bucket basically anywhere he wants. I mean, he, he is basically Kevin Durant light, which... Yeah, of course that's going to be your best player, but uh, we've seen it uh, before. Kevin Durant can't do it without someone else. So I think I Zion mean, Williamson is hilarious. Be like he the, was the only the one that shot. did anything. Yeah, well, yeah, it I sucks. Mean, it sucks to get thirty-two points, four blocks, and like shoot really well from the field. And I mean, he shot thirty-three from three, but be minus twenty-three. <laughs> like that's that's no one else on your team is doing anything. Yeah, I don't. Even, I don't even know how you coach that team. To be honest with you, I, I guess you I, don't. I mean, that's kind of what well, we've seen. <laughs> I don't know how Marquise Steve Morris Nash, is on that team. I don't so know how don't. Steve Nash is still there. Like, I would have quit in the off season. There's no way I would have been. I, as soon as all that stuff came out about them, like essentially not caring about Steve Nash at all, like I would have. Like the disrespect is palpable, man. That's so ludicrous. You're disrespecting yeah, a, a two-time MVP Hall of Famer. Like, there's really only one person on that team that has any even discussion in the in the conversation with Steve Nash, and that's kind of borderline to me. But yeah, I, I don't know what to do with that team either. I'm I'm very glad that they got blown out. I, I like seeing them not succeed. It's a great basketball tradition this day and age. The yeah. Brooklyn Nets not doing well. They've lost five in a row now going back to the playoffs. <laughs> Just saying. Fun fact. <laughs> uh, there's so many East teams that I kind of don't care about yet, but I will later. Like, I'm sure Toronto's fine. Washington will not be good. Uh, Atlanta might be kind of fun. You know, Washington's Washington lineup doesn't won. look bad. They beat Indiana. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, like, they beat Indiana. That's... that's they did win, like they did win the hope, game, though. <laughs> I hope that Rui has a great year. I can't imagine that Porzingis will make it the whole season. Yeah, Is Anthony Gill Kendall Gill's son? It better be. I have no idea. Kyle Kuzma, I I, there I, I'm kind of rooting for him to, to actually do something. I don't mind the Kuz. He's all right. Yeah, I, I noticed I there was two Mobleys on Cleveland's team, by the way. I wonder if they're brothers. Yes, they are. They are brothers. Uh, Isaiah ah. Mobley. I think it's Isaiah pretty cool. And Evan, nice. Yeah, I, LiAngelo I love Ball got together. released by Charlotte, so no more Ball brothers yeah. on that team. And Lonzo is out indefinitely in Chicago. Yeah, he's still out. Yeah, I'm curious, Jeremy. I know that we we you were going to save it for later, but I'm I've been sitting here racking my brain trying to think of who who is the guard that you are picking for your MVP, and I, I've come to the conclusion of two two choices really. Uh, and they're by, both kind of dark horse, but I think one of them plays in Chicago. Am I right? Uh, well, one of them may play in Chicago. Um, so last season, uh, the first season that had a hundred episodes, you know, 
we I wrote down some hot <laughs> <That's right>. takes, <laughs> you know, some bold predictions that we had. So you said that Minnesota was going to make the playoffs last year, Eddie. That was your bold prediction. Cha-ching. And I said, no, you're crazy, not happening. You were right about that. Victor's prediction was that LeBron will eventually play in OKC. So that has yet to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And I said that Ja Morant will win MVP this season, which means last season, because that's when I made it. I'm going to go with Ja Morant. I mean, they have an incredible amount of momentum. They have an incredibly exciting team. Jaron Jackson is out for a while, so I think Ja Morant will have to carry a little more of the offensive burden. So I, I, I think that he could do it, honestly. I, and it is a dark horse pick too, Eddie, but I was kind of leaning into that a little bit for fun. That I feel good about Luka too, option, honestly. But yeah, John Moran, option. I feel good about him uh, possibly winning MVP. I think it could happen. I, I it see it's a little it feels a little premature, but I don't you know. Every time I see Jaw, he's doing something spectacular. So exactly, maybe, like he's got not. the highlights. You know, he'll have kind of a little storyline too because the Grizzlies are they've been rising for a couple of years now. You know, and he's an incredibly exciting player that has kind of like a flash to him as well. And, you know, centers and power forwards have been winning it for a few years now. So the voting may kind of lean towards a guard if there is a guard that kind of sticks out, you know, because it's been a while. Well, the, the guard, the other guard I was referencing on the Chicago Bulls is DeMar DeRozan. Now he would be a very dark horse candidate. But yeah, that, yeah, that's, he, yeah, <laughs> he could very well have to carry this whole team. I mean, he scored 37. He had 37, nine and six with two steals and a block uh, in game one. And they, they won that game against Miami who is, was just in the finals a couple of years ago uh, and is a, a supposed contender. Um, and all of and that, all of that was without his two big co-stars, Lonzo ball and Zach Levine are both out. So, I mean, because Lonzo is going to be out for a few months, according to what's listed here, uh, you know Zach Levine may may be back soon, but Demar Derozan played really well last year. And I, if 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 Chicago finishes in the top three in the East, which I'm not saying is going to happen, but if they do, I think he he'll be in the MVP conversation. Um, I mean, he was kind of in the conversation last year, but the very very you know. Uh, outside ring. Of We're talking about Caruso, it. right? I'm just kidding. I love Caruso. That's why I, keep <laughs> I no, I do that. too. I do too. Yeah, Caruso's great. Yep. I mean, the Bulls look great on paper. Uh, they did last year too, and they were great for part of the season anyway. And you know how we care about Billy D. Yeah, I, Billy I, D's I want him great. to succeed. I want him to be successful. Yeah, I want him to succeed more than most other teams, especially teams in the East. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is there anyone that we haven't talked about in the West? We don't need to talk about Houston. They don't matter. Um, <laughs> we talked a little uh, bit about Utah. We know, uh, I guess, the Clippers, but, you know, we, I watched them play the Lakers last night, and Kawhi didn't come in until, like, three minutes into the second quarter. That's He's going to keep coming off the bench, too, is what they said. For real? Kawhi's yeah, coming off the bench? They, they said, yeah. he said He said he looked at the data that his, his people gave him, and it said that the best option for his his longevity is to come off the bench right now. So, so it's his decision to come off the bench. I think he's he's the one that. I mean, I I think it's part. It's like the team giving him the data, and then him like basically buying into it into the option. I think at a certain point, when you get to the level like Kawhi, 
you know, you, you have a choice. I mean, if he, if he said he wanted yeah, to start true. immediately, they're going to start him. Um, I don't think that it's a strategic move. I think it's a, it's a move health. based for his health. Yeah. They have enough talent, and a lot of the the TNT crew were talking about how this is the most talented team in the league, the Clippers. And on paper, it's hard it's hard to deny that they have a lot of of talent. <laughs> I mean, they've got. Well, yeah. When I go down the list, Paul George, John Wall, Marcus Morris, who I hate but is still talented, Kawhi, Zubox, which is definitely talented. Luke Kennard is like weird. He's like the Boris Diaw of now. Or like, why are you good? He hit uh, Norman Powell some big shots last talented. night. Reggie Jackson, I hate, but is definitely talented. Robert Covington, I do not hate at all. I mean, like these are all like Batum is just really old. Like that's. Yep. <laughs> Don't forget they did sign Moses Brown too for one year. So that's right. He's on, nice a, on, a, Moses on a Brown to play. So he'll, he'll, did he play in their first game? No, he's on a two-way. He'll he'll probably play later in the season. Okay, that's good. I mean, they they looked good. They looked like the Clippers. Um, Kawhi instantly came in the game, and it looked like he hadn't missed a single second, which I I don't think anyone should have expected any less. John Wall looked really good. Uh, I'm really happy for him. Yeah, he he is he I he is causing me a, a conundrum because I. My soul hates the Clippers, but my heart loves John Wall. <laughs> yeah, they they had three players in double digits. No one scored more than fifteen points. I mean, it's a balanced squad. Uh, it's going to be Zubac had. I think we will find rebounds. out. Holy crap! Well, How good the coach Tyron Lewis? Every shot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Whenever oh. you got Beverly and Russ and whoever else going zero twenty four, there's rebounds oh, to be had. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. Give Let's me. Give me two minutes. The Lakers are terrible. <laughs> they are a terrible, terrible basketball team, and yet they have shown an ability to at least care in both of the games that I've seen so far this season. They have gotten to at least tie it or taken the lead after being down by double digits in both games. And they've played pretty well defensively, probably as well as they've played in several years defensively. They have managed to hold out, hold down on turnovers, especially last night. Uh, they're really like doing everything that you are supposed to do, but that's it. That's the, that's their peak. Their peak is just not good enough. And I don't know how they're going to fix that. Because everyone is going to say that they need to trade Russ, which I agree, but not for the reasons that everyone is saying. Because it's not going to fix the Lakers. Trading Russell Westbrook is not going to fix them. They're not going to be able to get enough, get enough back to fix that team. Wait, I thought he was the worst thing that has ever happened to the Los Angeles Lakers. That's basketball. All, that's all I hear <laughs> around here is he's, he's the worst thing ever. And you would be surprised how many people I've met on the street or, you know, just in like a restaurant or whatever that say that they can shoot better than him. Like this oh city is filled I, with I people that can shoot better than Russell Westbrook. I see it's really pretty amazing. Twitter all the time. They're like, <laughs> I saw it last night. Like if you give me 11 shots in an NBA game, I'll shoot better than Westbrook. I'm like, if you get 11 shots, 11 of those shots are going to be blocked. 
You're not going to even get the ball's not even going to get out of your hand. You're going to be on the ground <laughs> watching them do a dunk uh, with your head upside down. Like, also, on. you're not getting 11 shots. You're, you're not, not getting, getting 11, 11 shots. shots. It's just not like, going to happen. <laughs> Look, Russ played all right in the in the opener. He was he was okay. He was 58%, kept his shots down. Miss some easy would have been layups. better if he only played the second quarter that he played because that second quarter was actually it was vintage Russell. Yeah, he I mean, he he looked good in the first game last night was probably the worst game I've ever seen him play. It was it was atrocious. He missed literally every shot. He missed bunnies at the rim that he should have made. He he made very poor decisions driving into traffic. I don't know how many turnovers he had, but it wasn't great. And obviously, I mean, it got to a point where I, there was one possession that I, I remember specifically after he had missed his last two attempts within a very recent span where he had the ball with not a single person within 15 feet of him at the top of the key, the top of the arc, and it was like the only the only choice you have is to shoot that, and yet not a soul in the world wanted him to shoot it, including himself. And he didn't. He ended up running around, and uh, I think it ended up being a shot clock violation because it's like the dude has absolutely no confidence right now, and that is so so sad to see. It really is. It hurts me deeply to see him so freaking miserable. And that's why I think that they need to trade him because it's just not, it's not working and it's not doing anyone any favors to keep him there and make everyone miserable because he's miserable and everyone else is miserable because he can't play the way that they expect him to play or whatever. And it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking, man. It's heartbreaking. It's really interesting. Like there are some parallels. So like there is a sixth grade band classes are so similar <laughs> where they're small enough where one kid that's really bad can kind of tank an entire class where it's like they're waiting for them to catch up and figure out what the hell is going on. And then they're bored and frustrated with how much time is being spent on them. And then finally you have to decide and you get a parent involved and you go, Hey, I don't think they want to do this. And the only thing that would ever bother me about a student is making other students lives worse in my class. And that's what's happening right now. And then they go away and then it's way better. That's it's happened yeah. multiple times in my eight year career. Oh yeah. I remember that happening to me too. I remember I always said, this is an elective. You elect to be here. So why aren't you doing anything? Like, yeah. why don't be in a class that, you know, you could do something that you actually like? I don't know. Yeah. There's no human being on the face of the planet that I wish to be more successful than Russell Westbrook. I think that's a fairly accurate statement. Yeah. That I, I just verbalized for the first time, but, but I want him to be successful so bad. I mean, you know, so it is frustrating it is unfortunate but the rub I, remains gentlemen where is he gonna go where is i don't he know go? where they could trade him i mean he's making 46 million this year i i just don't know where they could trade him except some team that just wants to tank essentially and like wants to sit him or whatever or some team that again like is just craving some star power and like russell westbrook will will get people to go to the games in orlando and 
Indiana and other places that may be hurting for attendance uh, when they don't have very exciting teams like right now. No offense to, you know, Miles Turner. I, I think Indiana is the only option that is even even close to on the table. They they had a, a trade structured around Buddy Heald and um, I don't think it was Miles Turner. I think there was someone else in the trade, but the, it stalled because they wanted the Lakers to send both of their picks that they have remaining with Russ in the trade, and the Lakers weren't willing to do that. But they should do it. I, I I'm I'm at the point where I feel like the that's the only option that makes any sense for anyone. Like I, Russ it, is not going to be successful in Indiana. You know the, the not with how stacked the East is, but he might be able to have more fun and maybe without so much pressure, at least enjoy playing basketball and play better than what he's been playing because his athleticism, despite what everyone says is not gone. Like he had that oop oop where, and, and and both of those back-to-back steals on Kawhi Leonard in the post, the dude still can get up and he can still run. Uh, It's just, it's the atmosphere in LA is so toxic and it is very clear that it's it's having an effect on him. I mean, it's so clear that there's other everyone else is like making note of it now. Like Carl, Charles Barkley said on TNT, like he 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 sees that Russ is miserable and he thinks that the Lakers have killed his joy for basketball. And it's like, yeah, of course they have. You know, I think it's so sad. It is very sad. I mean, there's another here uh, quote, um, Tim Reynolds. He, he said, you know, Tim Hardaway was 0 for 17 once. Ray Allen and Vince Carter both yeah, had I saw 0 for that 13. One. I was going to bring that up. Andrew Wiggins, Chris Ball were 0 for 12. Corver, Mark Price, Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid have gone 0 for 11. And he's like, 0 for 11 happens, but Russ is miserable. Like, it's finally to the point now where it's like they're not even – people aren't even talking about the basketball anymore. Like, it is very clear that he has – like, the thing that everyone loved about watching Russ play is that – he brought intensity and like joy to basketball and he just doesn't have it right now. And it, it's a travesty. Right. <sighs> yeah. You anyway. know, next season, like if he plays out this year with the Lakers, let's say, and you know, not even mattering what happens if they make the playoffs and what they do like that, that story is yet to be told, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see next season. What happens, you know, like when his contract is up, like, what team takes him on and for what money and what role they try to use him in, you know, because with his athleticism and everything and his experience, he could be very, very productive on some team, you know, like I, he's not going to be the MVP caliber player that he once was, but he could help a team win in the right situation. So it'll be interesting to me to see what happens with all that, you know, going like, and maybe they will trade him this year, you know, and he'll end up somewhere and it'll be a team that or franchise that wants to, you know, have him for a couple of years. I, I just think it'll be interesting. You know, I don't think it'll be a Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony situation. I mean, I think that some team will take him. I, I think so. Anyway, do you guys think that, I guess there's two sides to this question, but one do you think Sam Presti would give him a vet minimum contract on the team next season? And if two, he wanted one, and two, yeah. Do you think Russ would even begin to uh, think about that as an option? 
I don't know what's going through his yeah, head in terms know. of that. But if if Russ wanted it, I know for a fact Sam Presti would let him have it. I mean, I know for a fact. But I think that Russ would have to say, okay, I got like two or three years left. I think that he would have to, you know, speak to himself internally about what the trajectory of the rest of his career was going to look like. Cause if, if he felt like he could go somewhere and make, you know, $10 million a couple seasons in a row and come off the bench and play, you know, 15 to 18 minutes. Cause honestly, I see something like that for Russ on some contender where he is extremely helpful to that team, you know, 15 to 18 minutes off the bench, energy guy, you know, that kind of thing could be extremely helpful for some team, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I guess. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not is sure. Luke, is Luca good enough for Russ to be there, <laughs> and it not be a problem? I don't know. In that in that role, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I know. don't know. That's that's a tough one. Mostly um, because Russ needs shooters around him. Yeah, and I'm mean, like that. That's going to be the forever issue, forever, just forever. Yeah, I mean, who Russ, can shoot you, around you, him? You got to have. You got to have people that will make it so that they don't just immediately double him outside the arc every time. And you can't play Russell like he is a spot up shooter, which is how he like that's the role he's playing in the L.A. offense. And it's like that's the exact opposite of what this dude is. Why? Of course, his shooting is bad. You're making him shoot the basketball. Well, after just standing in the corner for a whole possession, he's never freaking done that. Why would anyone think that that is that that's a reasonable expectation for him? Like, I don't, I, I, I don't know where he should go, but I think that he could be better if he was utilized better. Uh, oh, definitely. Any place, yeah. any place, including in Los Angeles, if they would just do it. But right again, there are more problems with that team than him. And they'll, yeah. they'll find that I think out here's, if they trade him. Is the last thing I'll say about the, about the Lakers. I truly think that it, this is radical and they would never do it. But if they wanted to keep Russell and actually utilize him, then they would just finally get rid of Anthony Davis and get some shooters on that team. Because you don't really need Anthony Davis on that team if people can shoot the basketball. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Lakers fans aren't terribly happy with him either. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen that on the internet. Yeah. Honestly, the smarter move would be for them to get rid of LeBron because yeah. Anthony Davis is younger and they could at least hope to use him for a little bit longer. Uh, I don't know exactly I feel what like LeBron's durability makes like. up. For well, his yeah. Age gap. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, LeBron has yet to show <laughs> any kind of decline. So right. we really don't know. This dude could play till he's 45 like Tom Brady for all we know. Anthony Davis, yeah. on the other hand, definitely looks like he could either go out and do an alley oop or be in a wheelchair the next time I see him. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I they're definitely is stuck. Whatever they're gonna do. Um, yeah, it's just a shame. I I want we'll I want to watch more Lakers games, but also it is, man, it is a chore. It is a chore. Right. <laughs> I suppose we should talk like very briefly at least about our own team and I'm just going to pose a question. And oh my gosh, we haven't even talked about this on <laughs> yeah. not even addressed our own team. It's, it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> I mean, we've been kind of saving it, I think. Yeah, I yeah, was just yeah. going to say 
Over under 30. Mm. I'm going to go over. I'm uh, not picking them to make the playoffs, uh, but I'm going to go over. I think they'll win more than 30. Let's see. We went 22 and 50 uh, two seasons ago. That was a shortened season. Right. We went 24 and 58 last year. Do I think we're going to be six games better than last year? I kind of think we are. I mean, if Shea plays the whole year, they will be. I think I'll put it right at. Yeah, I mean, if Shea had come back instead of missing the last 10 games, would we have won five of them? I don't think so. But this team is different. Uh, Like I said, I think that every, every one of these guys has made small improvements, some of them more than others. Um, we finally have kind of gotten rid of all of the old guys. Like Moose is uh, our oldest player now, and he's probably not going to play all that many minutes because there's just not enough minutes to go around anymore. Um, Nick Collison roll. Yeah, no, very much. Nick's Nick, later Nick years. Nick I mean, he played in the game, but I don't think he really did anything. I'm, I'm pretty sure he missed every one of his shots. Um, yeah, that was pretty upsetting. Two he points. He came back in also at the end, and then I don't think he ever got it. He had two, two points and three boards and an assist. I mean, Shea is going to be Shea. 32 points in his first game back, five assists, six rebounds. I mean, Jesus. come on, man. Three steals, two blocks. <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> What can, what can you say, man? The dude is he's a video game. He's, he's video incredible. Game. I think that uh, one of my hot takes for this season is that if we can stay within a reasonable distance of the 500 mark, Shea should win. Uh, should should be on the All Star team this year. I mean, everyone's Too going good. crazy about John Morant, but if you look at their numbers from the, both of the games that these guys have played, they're almost identical. So it's true. Obviously, Jaw's going to get the edge because he's got more face time in front of the league. His team is more exciting right now. And frankly, Jaw's game is a little bit more exciting. But right. Shea is as good as advertised. And That's because he and Shea and Giddy are just smooth operators. You're oh, like yeah. Josh had 14 kind of, and 11, 11 boards. Right. Kind of stealthy in the same way that Kevin was when he was here, where you're like, wait, Shea has how many points already in the third quarter? <laughs> We had five players in double digits. Poku made a, a little bit of improvement in the offseason. Dort had no, a, a low, po- low scoring game. Trey Mann, Poku I think. looks like an NBA player now, but he still does. actively threw away the game. He still act- he came in well, and was like, I refuse to win. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the ball. I'll get rid of it. <laughs> he did. There were, I, I, you know what? I'm going to blame that on the system. <laughs> <laughs> He should not have had the ball in three consecutive possessions in the last two minutes of the game. That uh, should piss me off. With, I got so with angry. Shea on the court, like he should not yeah. have had the ball in his hands. But he's made some improvements. I think Trey Mann has a a Trey Mann is going to be in the conversation. I think for most improved player, I think he's probably going to be our most improved player. Certainly, um, right. Yeah, I mean we've we've got a lot of again potential. I hope Jerry doesn't get into foul trouble like that again, because he is essential. I mean he's probably the most important in terms of like uh, our defense at least, our most important right. defensive player. I mean who else is who else is guarding the rim? You know, 
we are we are small. We are a a very small, slender team right now, uh, right. and that's with Chet not even playing. So yeah, that's that's true. Actually, I hadn't thought about the Thunder in terms of size, but oh, who's the I biggest had. dude on the team? Is, is it JRE? Is it it's Usman, I thought. Well, JRE is probably bigger in, in terms of weight. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, like tallest, you know. Well, like Poku, center. Poku's the tallest. Yeah, Poku's the tallest, but he didn't count. He's a weight. yeah, but he's not. Yeah, he's he, not guarding he, the rim he though. He gained. Uh, <laughs> I think he gained twenty five pounds. He did. He did. He I think did. I saw yeah. that he he's two fifteen now. So, oh, we forgot about Gene. Gene is a tank. That's thick. Gene Daddy, is a uh, tank. Three Yes. Uh, <laughs> He's only on a two-way contract. I wonder who. I guess we didn't have. We don't have another two-way player right now. We do. I is uh, Lindy Lindy Waters? Is he? No, did no, he no, get a no, two-way? No. Lindy got signed. Lindy got signed. Oh, he did. Okay, good. Yeah. Wait, no, uh, hold on. Lindy's not even listed on the basketball reference page. I could have swore he did. I'm pretty sure. I think. He's I think team. Lindy is our other two-way player. Okay. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he didn't get signed. I think that because we we ended up signing this guy Isaiah Joe that I've never even heard of. Um, I thought. See, I thought he was the two-way player. No, he signed him like a four-year contract. Yikes! Okay. Yeah, I'd never even heard of the guy. Uh, Very presty uh, move there. <laughs> we we well we had a the a whole string of transactions happen right towards before the season started, and all of the Thunder beat writers were saying that it's that was basically just to load up the the stock for the blue. Uh, we signed a bunch of players and then waived them. Like f- I think five or six players, right there at the very end. And th- that's because we get uh, the rights, the blue get the rights if you waive them from your team. So I don't Lindy know. Lindy is on a two way contract confirmed. I think I think yeah, up. Lindy and, and Gene. I mean, we're we're entering the point now where this team has kind of a solid identity, um, and. There's going to be some tough choices in the next year, next calendar year. Tough choices being Bays will be gone. Guaranteed. Write it down now. Baisley's gone. You think he's gone after this season? Yeah. They didn't sign his rookie extension, so they definitely uh, were not as not convinced. So we're gonna. Ha- he's, he's got a lot to prove. I'm not convinced either. I'm still not convinced. <laughs> it's Baisley, it's getting it's getting you. harder to be on the Bays train. I will yes. say his stance on uh, women's reproductive rights doesn't help at all either, if I'm being frank. <laughs> yeah. No, funny. no, it really doesn't. But even beyond that, just right. I, I just don't think there's enough with him, you know, and he hasn't shown enough improvement to like really believe that he should be a part of the team's core in the future. You know I, what I, mean? I will give it to him. He did change his number for Chet. So that is at least one point in his favor. No, that's nice. He did give Chet seven. I am still going to stand behind Usman being the biggest person on our team. He's pretty slim compared to Gene and Mike and uh, Jay Will. But yeah, but I'm not sure. Does he play big? He's yeah. really a stretch guy. Well, he's Gene, not Gene a basketball is the, player. Gene is the. I, I think you're <laughs> right. Gene is a. He is very tank like. I think he played minutes at the five for us. Yeah. Um, Gene and JRE uh, are both listed at 230 and 240. Yeah. 244, actually. Um, yeah, we don't have anyone. <laughs> we are so skinny. <laughs> Usman oh, is the days just. Usman Adams. is 
the classic Thunder pick where he's like, hey, let's go yes. get the best athlete out yes. there. Josh Houston's <laughs> 4.0. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. There's a and lot, I like a lot of Uzi. a lot of potential. Um J Dub's out for a little bit. He got a black eye. Yeah, uh, in no, that first I game. He, he was is. playing well too. He fractured the eye bone. He did, did something. He's out for at least a week, and then he'll probably be wearing a mask. His eye is closed. Yeah. It, it, well, it closed like on the court. <laughs> like, yeah, he lifted his head up off the court and it, it was not looking good. So which that's but, unfortunate because uh, he was playing really well. The trainer Honestly, yelling, it's his eye. <laughs> that's all I remember. And I'd be like, oh, no. I was like, oh no! I'll be honest. If he this hadn't, if he hadn't gotten hurt and left the game, I think that the Thunder could have won that game. I agree. We we were we were kind of close. We 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 kept them close. We made them. We kept them honest. You know, we made them work for it. We didn't roll over, which is as we know what this Thunder team is best at. Right. I mean, they're still young. You know, so playing in games like that that are kind of high profile, you know, against the new Minnesota team, first game of the season, all that, and being really competitive, that's just going to help them be more resilient going forward, Um, especially when you lose. I mean, everyone always says you learn more from a loss than a win, so uh, I'm totally on board with that. So, Uh, so you know, I I never said, I'm going to go ahead and say that the over-under for me is right on 30. I think we will win 30 games. (laughs) That means they will be improved from the past two yeah. seasons. <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to be a little more pessimistic. I'm going to say uh, 27. Still I think improved. We're, I think I think we're going to make an improvement, <laughs> but I don't think it's going to be drastic. What I what I'm really worried about is another season where there are choices made with regard to who plays in the final yeah. six weeks. That's that's what I was going to bring up. Like the past two years, we've seen that from Presti. You know, they they play to be competitive as far as roster goes. And then magically there's players that get injured and players that want to sit like, or maybe they don't want to sit, but the team wants to sit them. If they go that route again, which they may do, we've talked about it before with Chet not being here uh, this season, if they go that route again, like it's like, all right, we'll get a higher pick, I guess, next year. But, you know, I can totally see what's happening, you know. But they- well, here's what I, I, I honestly think that Chet being out makes it easier for them to not do that. I think I think that I was coming into this season thinking that if Chet plays, we have to make a tough decision about what we want to actually do. Because yeah. I don't think we need Victor Webanyama, but I do think it would be nice to have another like top seven pick. Man, just another one. What would um, we even? I don't do think with it would him? be hard to get that now. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it would be hard to get that now. Just play who we got, and the games will keep going like the Minnesota game. I think where they are competitive and we lose, but everyone learned something from it. Like these aren't moral victories, but I think it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely instills a sense of experience in the team, you know, going through those battles and everything. How much would this team benefit from a playoff series, though? Honestly, just one, just like a six-game series. Giddy, um, even Shea, who's been in the playoffs before, Lou Dort, who's obviously been in the playoffs and dropped 30 in a game seven, by the way. Like, I would love to see this team play in the first round of the playoffs, and but I mean, obviously it's not Chet, happening this year. Chet from the bench. 
just like seeing it. I, yeah, I don't know. I exactly. Just, I think that it's. I don't know that it's such a bad thing for us to only have a 13 or 14 pick when I really think we have the pieces that we want. I don't know much else about who who all is in this upcoming draft outside of uh, Webanyama and uh, Scoot or Scooter, yeah. whatever his name is. I'm sure there's Skeeter several Jalens from Doug. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, probably several more Jalens. We need more Jalens, you know, and hopefully the last name is also Williams. <laughs> I oh, really yeah, kind of great. hope now that we draft two more Jalen's. Oh my gosh, man. I don't know what to do. <laughs> because imagine that call from Matt. We Pinto. got Jalen down we- to Jalen. Jalen up to Jalen. Jalen up it bats down to Jalen. <laughs> like- <laughs> we got Jalen to Jay to J Dub to J Will. So <laughs> Presty's number one master plan is just to get an entire a team, team of Jalen. That's what he wants. That's the ultimate goal. And he wants to win a championship with Jaylen, the first Jaylen, all Jalen team. Jalen and Chet. <laughs> <laughs> There's six different versions of how to spell it, you know. Talk about three or four of the same last names. J A E L I G N. I do want you guys to, because I've been thinking about this, and I'm not sure exactly how it would work. But I just want you to imagine for a second this lineup: Josh Giddy, Shay, Poku, Chet, Webanyama. You, you're talking. A six eight point guard, a six six, six, six shooting, guard. shooting guard, a seven foot small forward, a seven yeah. foot one power forward, and a seven four center. Like pretty, pretty sweet. All I, combined, they don't weigh as much as Shaq did, but <laughs> but I mean Webanyama has an eight foot wingspan. The dude could guard the paint completely by himself. Without even moving, <laughs> I I I often think about what if we did like the team is just bad and we end up in the lottery and then we win again. Like what what would what would happen? What the NBA would actually be mad? Like fans, if you think Seattle hates us, the entire league would hate us times ten if we ended up locking up Webanyama. Oh yeah, no, there's no doubt it would be. Uh, pitchforks would be out. <laughs> there would be hell to pay. And I would be concerned for Sam Presti's safety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'd I mean, be the like, Warriors he's got the that goat. number two pick, you know, I mean, that's not yeah. too far off. No. And but that, what honestly, I would say is that whole situation, the statue would start. The Presti statue would be built immediately if that happened. Well, so here's, here's the thing. Okay. So let's think about the, this tanking situation. From a number standpoint, you have to finish with one of the worst four records to have a twelve and a half percent chance of that top pick. So, if you're not going to finish in one of the bottom four, you are you are severely hurting your chances of even getting the number one pick. And right, right. now, everyone wants the number one. Like it's it is obviously everyone always wants the number one, but it has never been as clear cut at least not since LeBron's draft as it is right now, that number one is exactly what you want. And frankly, every single team in the league, if they got the number one pick, every team, all 30 of them, would draft Webanyama. They wouldn't trade the pick. They would draft Webanyama. There's no doubt in my mind about that. I don't care if you won the championship and you somehow ended up with the top pick or if you were the dead last. You're, You're picking that guy. 
You know what? He's he's a franchise changer. Lakers make a little bit more sense now. (laughs) The problem (laughs) is they don't don't even have their first round pick next year. Oh, God. It's the New Orleans. (laughs) Can you imagine Webby going to there? Uh, Holy crap. Zion and him existing in the same place is just foul. That is... Think about that, that is abomination that on the sport. Think about that lineup: <laughs> Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, CJ McCollum, Webanyama, and literally a pair of socks out there for point guard, and you're going to beat every team. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't. Yeah, nope. I refuse to think about that. That's not fair. That should be one pod by itself. Is uh, <laughs> later on, like All Star break, we'll be like, which would be the most unfair place for Webanyama to be. <laughs> Of course, if he went to New Orleans, that means that uh, New Orleans was really bad this year. So no, no, maybe, no, no. It would no, mean the, the Lakers are really Lakers bad because they have the Lakers pick. pick. Yeah, they have the well, Lakers pick. Well, yeah, but is it not uh, protected? No. I don't know. I don't Ooh, know the answer to that, actually. Uh, That's pretty crazy. I don't want to look at draft rights right now. Well, we can we can do that exercise later in the season because it, will be, it yeah. will be fun. To imagine yep. him on uh, all the different teams, where he would fit the best, and I mean, honestly, it's not even about fit at this point. It's about you get him, and then you fit around him. That's how you do it. Um, all that to say, I, I think twenty-seven wins is a good spot. Thirty would surprise me, but maybe isn't out of the realm of possibility. Um, I don't think I, I. You know, we we talked briefly. I think at some point last season about maybe potentially the play in. I'm not sure that that's really going to be within the 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 not cards the cards this year. Yeah. If we had Chet, I, I would say that was within the cards, but I don't think that that's going to happen. I think honestly, a lot of it hinges on Shea. I think if he is healthy for the majority of the season and he finishes the season, I think they'll win over 30 games and. I think they have a chance of getting in the play-in if that happens. Because they're, remember, I mean, this happens every year. There's going to be teams that we're just singing their praises right now that are going to be terrible. And there's going to be teams that we haven't even talked about that are going to be good. I mean, it seems like that always happens. Um, right. So we'll see. I mean, we haven't even talked about the Hawks. I mean, they, they could be a top-four team in the East probably. I mean, I don't know. I want to watch, I want to watch them play. I want to see how, that, how this works with... Uh, um, what's his name and uh, not uh, not Dejante? white Trey. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, he was great in San Antonio. I mean, the All Star team on a very very average Spurs team. I mean, that's saying something. And wait a minute, do they have the same Bogdanovich or they have a different Bogdanovich? I think it's the same guy. I think it's the same okay. guy. Yeah. And Vit, maybe Vit will get to play. Maybe. So um, let's uh, let's do like some uh, rapid fire thunder oriented questions, you know. So I think okay. we all think that Trey Mann has potential to be the most improved player, at least on the Thunder, right? Right. All right. So top of your heads, who leads the season in three point percentage for the Thunder? Shay. Uh, who? Ah. <laughs> I think I'm actually going to go Trey Mann. I, yeah, I, think I would love Mann. if it were was, Giddy. I would love if it were Giddy, but it's going to be Shea. His shot is better. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I think Shea is going to take things at volume. So I'm not. I'm not as as interested about his efficiency from beyond the arc. 
Trey, I think, is going to have to be more selective, and because of that, I want him to shoot better. Um, yeah, I guess Trey or sneaky, sneaky, sneaky JRE. I think Ooh, he, he could get in there. That would be sexy. with like maybe two or three per game. Something you like guys, that. we all know that. And listener, don't think that we aren't pretending that whenever Chet comes back for no reason at the end of the season and he makes four threes. We understand that he will have the best three point percentage. But we're being realistic on this podcast. Oh man. I, I'm going uh, to I'm gonna stick with Jerry just for fun. Sweet. I like it. Uh, who leads the team in steals? Shay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I got to go with Dort. Just it's just Solid the default. Pick. I got to go with Dort. I'm going to go with a man that we all love with all our hearts that we have not talked about, which is uh, Kenny Hustle, Kenrich Williams. Yep, yep, that's a good that's a good pick. I hope Sam Presti, if you're listening, you know, uh, obviously you want to load up with Jalen's, but keep Kenrich Williams around as much as possible. We love him. I, He's the only six six power forward I know. I love that man, <laughs> and the fact that he has come out and said he wants to spend the rest of his career in Oklahoma City, like. You 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 belong to Oklahoma City now, man. I think that it is a match made in heaven. I I adore him. He he is that's right. He is rapidly rising in my all time favorite Thunder players. Josh Giddy triple doubles over under three. Over. Oh, way over. Didn't he over have under fifteen last year? Yeah, over under fifteen, y'all. I was gonna say ten or so. Like I I give I give really? maybe twelve. 10. Ooh. I mean, he had... That's spicy. How many did he have last year? Like four or five? I was thinking he had like two. I'm not sure, though. No, I'm pretty sure he had three in a row at one point, yeah, I he think. Did. Or like, because he has... I know he has the record for the three youngest triple doubles he has ever four. recorded. Yeah, yeah, he got four. He had four yeah. last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 10 might be a stretch, but a 10 is where I'd put the over-under. And I, would, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to say Because over. if my over-under for winning... Is going to be thirty. Then I have to do ten triple doubles for Josh Giddy. <laughs> That's true. That is well. True. If Shea plays more, he may eat some of those numbers for Giddy. You know what I mean? No, he's going to give him more assists. I was going to say he may give him more assists. Although Giddy only had, uh, I think, three assists in this first game. So we'll see. I, I, That's why we lost. Well, <laughs> it's part. It's, Let's remember that now we the new normal is that Minnesota is a very, very good defensive team. And so right. maybe we just – everyone has not been recalibrated to that identity yet. But maybe we need to, we need to uh, play a more mediocre average team to really see what, what our guys true. are made of. Yeah, that's true. Ludort, three-point percentage over under 34%. Right at. I am going to have to say under. I think he's going to take less, so I think he's going to be right at. I think he'll be, he'll be about 33%. I mean, he's only one of six in the first game. He's so streaky, but, like, that one that he made was a ridiculously <laughs> stupid step back that he had no yeah. business taking. I know. That looks pretty smooth, though. <laughs> I, I swear. Man. I love watching his line drives, so I think that... <laughs> I think that he – it's gotten better. We have that coach. I The reason I said right at is because, truthfully, a lot of them did not get to work with our shooting coach much even during training camp, much less before training camp. So I think as the season goes on, that will get better. That's true. 
it's definitely going to be a work in progress. I hope he shoots better than one of six every night. I, I don't think he's going to hold back on them, though. I mean, he has, at least when, when Shea was out, he really started to take over in terms of like, okay, I will shoot the ball. Like, there's no one else on this team that's any better qualified to shoot the ball. I'll just go ahead and do it, too. Three pointers made. Uh, well, well, let me rephrase that. So, um, yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and, and say that. Three pointers made for a single game over under 22. The team? Yeah. We'll, we'll do, we will not do that. <laughs> under. <laughs> I think they made 20 in a game last year, if I'm not mistaken. Like one game. Yeah, I'm, Sorry. I'm, I'm gonna... I started. <laughs> I started thinking if I've seen the ball go in 20 times with the blue jerseys or white jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know about that. We made 12 per game last year. We okay. took 37 per game last year. Which so was we're talking se- about seventh in the league in attempts and 17th in percentage. So real quick, I don't math well, so I'm going to get my calculator. You're saying 22 <laughs> out of 37. That would have us shooting 60% as a team from three. I I could see... Mm, yeah, On tw- 37 shots. 22, 60% on 37 well, shots. At, <laughs> didn't you have a, a another take at some point where you said that the Thunder were going to take 53s in a game? Or am I, <laughs> I am I missing that up? Messing that up with someone else's take. Uh, me? Yeah, I thought that you had a take last year where like the Thunder will take fifty threes in a game, and I'm, they may have taken fifty threes in a game last year. Actually, yeah, maybe. I, I don't remember saying that, but it sounds like something that could have come out of my mouth. Honestly, <laughs> I, I'm gonna fan. I'm gonna stick with under, just yeah, to be too. safe. Definitely under. We're gonna take a lot of threes. I have no doubt about that. I'll say that we're we're probably going to be at least seventh, if not higher, in three attempts per game. Yep. So, yeah, right. 38, 39 attempts per game. Maybe 22 is reasonable. Yeah. I, guess, I, I, I think, I don't know, I might take the under, honestly, if I was a betting person, <laughs> just to be safe. But I was going to be hopeful for a second, but I was like, well, actually. Uh, I suppose, what do we have to lose? Right. Exactly. Just give, yeah. Give him, give him hope. Over. I'm giving <laughs> over on everything. <laughs> yeah. You got any more, Jeremy? How about this one? A player that you believe will be gone by the trade deadline. Darius Baisley. Yeah. I. I mean, I'm not sure. Why would we trade him? I guess is my my thing. Like what? I guess if, so that we to, could play get, Mike Muscala. To get, <laughs> To get picks back, I guess, like, I don't see us trading him for a player. Maybe it would have to be another equally young and kind of nebulous sort of person. It it does. It it gets difficult because Chet is out and we are already lacking size. But again, I think this is just a better route than tanking because if the team is bad enough, then everyone can just play and we still lose. And then no one gets rusty and no one gets upset about not playing and no one is just being sidelined for no reason. But at the same time, I could see us trying to pick up like a Zach Collins or for no reason 
or somebody that would be almost the same as Darius Baisley, but not just to get him out because he didn't do it in enough time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think a trade like that, like if Presti does trade Darius Baisley, I mean, a lot of it depends on what the team that is willing to take him is offering, of course. Um, but also, eh, I lost my train of thought. Never mind. Well, that's I, an expiring contract, as we said before. So that's already just enticing to other people. Well, he he is a he will be a restricted free agent next year. So I don't actually know how that works when you trade a restricted free agent, which is part of why I think that it would be silly for us to trade him because right. we, we can just make that choice in the offseason. We can let, you know, let the market determine his value and then d- decide if it's worth it or not. But I, I'll put it to you this way. Of all of the players on this team, who is the the one that is closest to the chopping block, if not on the chopping block? It's Bays. Like, there's no doubt in my mind about that. How many minutes did he play on Wednesday? Uh, 17 minutes, which is uh, down okay. a lot from where he has been historically. Pretty sure two years ago he led the team in minutes. So, or maybe that oh, was last. Gosh, yeah, maybe that was that. last season he led the team in minutes. I forget. Yeah. I know Poku yeah. was really high up there, and so was Teo. How about we uh, get Hami back? We can do a Bay's Hami switch. Who's I, on board? You know, I'd be down for that. I miss some Hami. I like Hami. It looks like he's, he's playing been... a little bit in Detroit, and he's coming off the bench. Oh, you know what? Uh, did Aaron Wiggins play? Oh, we haven't even talked about him. Aaron I'm not Wiggins sure. Aaron Wiggins did not play. We, only, we had 13 guys play, so there were two that didn't play. Um... I guess it was Wiggins and did Jay Will play? Yeah, Jay Will played six minutes. I don't think Isaiah Joe played. He may have played like the last second of the game, but he's listed as zero minutes. But it is listed as zero and not DNP. So where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Isaiah Joe? Is uh, uh, Bay exactly. starting for us? He is not. He came, he came off the bench. Okay. I also think our starting lineup is somewhat in flex. I mean, Poku started, so I'm not sure if that's a permanent thing. Although it, I, I suppose it could be. I, I don't know that it would be if Chet were here. I would think not. I don't. I don't know why. I, I feel like I've bad mouthed Poku a lot on this podcast. I I like Poku. I do. I feel like this is maybe just my bias but but i feel like presty is playing him so much because he's trying to like show him off in a way you know to other teams that are interested in a player like that i i may be crazy but it feels like that could be a thing for for whatever reason i don't see him on the team moving forward you know in a couple seasons or whatever but again it could just be that i'm not ever terribly impressed with poku i mean he's fine sometimes but you know I mean, would there be a could there be a possibly better story than if Poku were to make it and stick with the Thunder for like fifteen seasons? It'd you be know, pretty awesome. He maybe maybe never be an All Star or anything like that. But I mean, talk about g- pulling a guy out from nowhere and basically creating him and molding him yourself as a franchise. I mean, I I would be proud to have that, even if Poku never really uh, achieved like the wildest uh, aspirations that people may have had for him. Yeah. Even though he never becomes a guy, you know what I mean? Still a team contributor and all that. I mean, everyone needs those. I don't, I don't know that there's, 
I think you can look at every single championship team, and I don't think that you can pick every fifth, all 15 guys as guys. So, oh, yeah, yeah. To be a guy, it's a little more special. You know what I mean? It's, yes. uh, it's a little more uh, unique. I, I think Pogu is just still so young, man. He's only 21. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know that too, saying all this stuff. Um, He's still our second youngest player. Usman is our youngest now. He's 19. Wow. Trey Mann is only a little bit older than Poku, but. That's pretty crazy. Well, any other observations or questions or theories about the upcoming season pertaining to the Thunder or the league in its entirety? Uh, I will I will have you know that Basketball Reference has their MVP tracker, and after two games, DeMar DeRozan is number one. So hey, that's there you go. something with the 66.9% probability. I would love to see DeMar DeRozan win it, to be honest that with would you. Be I, so I think that would cool. be awesome. I mean, because he's such a different kind of scorer, you know, and he's been in the league so long, too. I mean, I think it would be great. I think it's going to be a very exciting season. I want to watch more basketball. Do we play tonight? I don't believe so. I believe we play tomorrow, and I believe we play the Nuggets, which is another kind of big matchup. Let's pull up the Thunder schedule, actually, and see what we got going on yeah, the next we got couple the, weeks. The Nuggets tomorrow, back-to-back. Uh, Nuggets tomorrow, and then we, we're playing our first home game is Minnesota's coming to town on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then the Nuggets again, right? Uh, no, then the Clippers back to... Uh, Oh, at for some both reason, I games, we played the Nuggets. We we played the Clippers back to back. Well, it's not a back to back, but uh, both in Oklahoma City, which is weird. That seems weird. Why would that they just weird. come here and play both games? Hmm. Like, why why isn't it a home and home? That's so strange. Yeah, that is a little weird. I guess it saves gas money. I don't know. They got to yes. pay for gas and those uh, flights feel, too. Feel like the playoffs a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, very little bit, but yes. <laughs> uh, do we want right, to do our, our, our typical uh, record oh, thing? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, I already said over under 30, so what would you guys say? Oh, well, I, I meant like for the upcoming week or two oh, weeks. Oh, oh yeah, that one, that one. That I don't know when we're going to be able to have. When do we record again? Well, we got Denver tomorrow in Denver. We got Minnesota first home game on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> then two games against the Clippers. All and then right. In Dallas next Saturday. Own five. We're calling it. We're not going to win any of these games. Nah. <laughs> I'll give us one game. <laughs> I'll give us at least one game. I don't know which one. Maybe we'll steal one against the Clippers or yeah, we'll, I think we'll get one revenge of those against the Timberwolves. Yeah, one of those Clippers. No, no, games no. Actually, you know what? I think there'll be trouble in Denver, and I think that we will just steal one from Denver immediately tomorrow. That would Denver, be Denver very wasn't great interesting. against Utah. You know, that yep. would be a spicy situation for them to start zero two. Yep. All right, just just like Philly. I got. Uh, let's see, one and four. You got one and four, and you got one and four. All of us one and four. Yeah, I'll go two and three. I, I'll say they'll beat the Clippers and they'll win their very first home game against the Yay. Timberwolves. They were close last time. Uh, I think the team has some new energy this year. So I, that I first home the first game home in front win. of like six thousand people. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, if you two have nothing else, I'll go ahead and close it out here. Yeah. Uh, I'm spent. Thanks so much for listening to Thunder Moneyball Podcast. Follow us on social media at podcast underscore thunder on Twitter and Instagram. Enjoy these basketball games and enjoy your life. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.